0: Hey guys, welcome back to The Workbench. Today we're gonna talk about Encon ceiling fans. Encon was probably the first company to significantly import ceiling fans into the US. SMC was the first company to import ceiling fans, period. They brought a few in as early as the 50s, but it wasn't until the late 70s that they started bringing them in en masse. Moss was the first company to bring them in in huge quantities. Moss was the biggest importer of ceiling fans uh, for several years. But Encon started in the 70s, even before the ceiling fan craze, before Casablanca fans became extremely popular, before Moss fans became extremely popular, before importing fans became extremely popular, and then after their initial run of fans with Crompton groups from India, um, they contracted with several Taiwanese and uh, Chinese manufacturers and were very popular well into the 90s. And in fact, they sold out. To Angelo Brothers, who sold out to Westinghouse, and you can still buy some Encon designs in stores today. I remember them very significantly from my childhood. They were in Shopco stores in the Midwest when I was a kid. Um, they were in Heckinger stores where my wife grew up, and so both my house growing up had Encon fans in it, and my wife's house growing up had Encon fans in it. Um, ours came from Shopko and Menards, and uh, hers came from Heckinger, and. Actually, some of the Encon fans are still in my wife's childhood home, and there's videos of that on my channel. So, I've had the privilege of speaking to somebody from Encon, one of the founders, and I have several pages of notes here. Way more notes than I had from Moss. So, this is going to be very interesting as I try to read through all these notes and comment on them. So, let's get started. Crompton Greaves was a British-Indian joint venture company created by Crompton Parkinson Electric of England and Greaves Cotton of India. Back in 1937, they began manufacturing ceiling fans in Mumbai, primarily for the local Indian market. In 1975, Encon Industries signed a Western Hemisphere exclusive distribution agreement and began importing and selling over 4 million units of the Crompton Greaves manufactured fans from 1975 until 1982. Low-price competition soon forced Encon to move production to factories in Taiwan, Hong Kong, and eventually the People's Republic of China. During the early to mid 1980s, the Crompton Greaves Encon fans still stand as the finest-quality imported fans ever sold in the Western Hemisphere. Now, that's from somebody from Encon. That's how they feel. It's hard to dispute. They're pretty solidly made fans. I, I'd be hard. I, I I could name import fans that I think are equal quality. But I'd be hard-pressed to name import fans that I think are better quality. So let's continue. The wood-bladed Crompton Greaves with a single light fitter. That's an Encon 48-inch four-blade Deco brown ceiling fan made by Crompton Graves Limited of Mumbai, India. Together with Encon solid teak wood blades imported from Thailand made by Thai Teak Manufacturing. One of the things, and we'll probably talk about this later as it'll come up in the notes several times, I think, is that... Um, companies that imported fans in the early days did not have brass or wood. So if you see a fan from the 70s all the way until about 81, I'd say, if it has brass parts or wood blades, those were either made in different countries or they were made here in the U.S. So... Uh, a lot of cases, the brass parts were made here in the US. They would import the motors and all of the other parts, and then anything that needed to be brass-plated was done here. And ENCON, um, so the the Crompton Greaves fans, if you see just a plain brown Crompton Greaves, white Crompton Greaves fan, gold paint, stripes, pinstriping, etc., that's all Indian. If it has brass hardware, that's from the US. And if it has um, wood blades, those are from Thailand. And I think it'll be in the notes later, but Thai teak, where Encon uh, got their wood blades from. Burton Burton also used them as a blade supplier in the 70s, and you can actually identify the blades from Thai teak because they're much thicker than the normal Casablanca blades. They're, they were mu- like they were about the metal flywheel era of Casablancas. So, um, here's a wide metal blade version. This is the 48-inch four-blade standard Encon fan from the very early days of Encon Industries' 30-year existence in the ceiling fan industry. They were manufactured from 1976 to 1979 in Mumbai, India, by Encon's sole supplier at the time, which was the British-Indian joint venture supplier, Crompton Greaves Limited. To this very day, 40 years later, these Crompton Greaves ceiling fans are still running all over the southwestern United States. They are without a doubt the most efficient ceiling fans ever manufactured in the history of the energy. That's a little hyperbole there. Um due to their aerodynamic, lightweight, curved aluminum blades and powerful 20-pole copper-wound motor design with a heat-dissipating die-cast aluminum motor housing. They pulled a maximum of 70 watts on high and ran at 320 RPM and moved an astonishing 18,000 cubic feet of air per minute. The version with the tiny switch housing was the light-adaptable Encon 48-inch four-blade Deco ceiling fan with decorative brass-finished blade holders that were from Encon's Fort Worth. Uh, facility so if you saw one that had brass blade holders those were made in Fort Worth and then assembled together there with all the Indian parts. The Encon Jewel that's the one with uh, the now we're we're skipping around a little bit that's the one with the um, uh, like it would have green blades and green glass and uh, our blue blades and blue glass I'm not sure if they still know there might still be a Westinghouse version that's similar. The Encon Jewel was manufactured by Encon's captive supplier HKC in Zogshan, China in 1992 and is equipped with a relatively low-cost 18 volt mo- spinner motor type with stamped steel housing. The Encon Jewel fan retailed for around $99 back in the early 90s. If you were to modify it with an Emerson K55 rubber flywheel motor, it would drive the cost up to $250, which I would, think that would still be a reasonable thing. The finest quality Encon fans were those old Crofton Grace fans. 20-pole copper wound motor with heat dissipating die-cast aluminum housing, 400 RPM. Remember he said 320 before, so we'll have to do some measurements in the future and see which ones are 400 and which ones are 320. Uh, with the aerodynamic curved aluminum blades. and So the founders of Encon also founded the Monte Carlo ceiling fan in 1992. It was later sold to Seagull Lighting in 1999. Uh, Seagull Lighting was owned by the Angelo Brothers Group. Uh, they were des- Monte Carlo was supposed to be the upper echelon showroom grade, and then at that by that time, Encon was the consumer uh, department store grade, uh, lumberyard grade, etc. Kind of like Design House in Beverly Hills. So, um, uh, N Con hired Davis Davenport, who used to be the VP of Sales for Casablanca. And launched a high-end lighting showroom sales channel called Monte Carlo product line. It was a wholly owned Encon brand, and Dennis did a great job at opening hundreds of lighting showroom customers for us. The Encon brand hit a much lower price point with lower production quality support to support our private label customers as in a house brand. Home Depot sold Encon fans as Hampton Bay, Lowe's sold Encon fans as Harbor Breeze, Walmart sold Encon fans as Home Trends. And Target sold Encon fans as Furio. Those, so those are all. Obviously, we know Hampton Bay fans were relabeled. Any number of importers and um, factories. We talked about that in the Moss video. But some of them were Encon. Some Harbor Breeze were Encon. Some Home Trends were Encon. And I'm wondering if all of Furio were Encon or just some of them, because now uh, I've I've only seen that Furio name, I believe, on products that looked very much Enconish. So that would be. Uh, that'd be something interesting to look up in the future. From the 1975 inception, when Hub Moorcourt, who was the the original founder of Encon, N- with his son Michael Court, um, uh, uh from from 1975 inception up until they sold the business to Westinghouse, Encon imported and sold over over 35 million ceiling fans. Encon was the first to import a full container of ceiling fans into the U.S. market. SMC fans were manufactured in Hong Kong in the 50s and 60s and shipped to the U.S. in very small, less-than-container quantities to the United States for limited commercial applications. Encon started the huge residential import ceiling fan industry at the same time Burton Burton launched Casablanca. The only fans that Crompton Greaves produced in the early to mid-70s were of the industrial variety. Encon made them redesign, adding a fourth blade, adding decorative blade holders, sourcing teakwood blades from Thailand, and adding light kit adaptability with the brass-plated covers made in the U.S. The, the founders of Encon had spent 20 years in the oil and gas industry in Texas before launching Encon, and then during the North Sea oil activity in England and Scotland, they began, they began importing antique furniture as a sideline business, and that led to the demand for antique ceiling fans. It's very similar to Burton's story. Uh, he then, So he was originally started by bringing in antique ceiling fans, and then he got the idea to source new fans from India because he had a contact at Crompton Parkinson in England. NCon never sold the five-blade Crompton Greaves fans. Those were... Marketed after Encon moved its sourcing from India to Taiwan, Hong Kong, and China. The founders of Encon had originally worked for the oil rich Davis family in Fort Worth, Texas, and then resigned in 1975 to launch Encon. His ex boss, Bill Davis, soon copied them, uh, importing ceiling fans from Singapore and India, and that became Davenport. So if you remember this, if we will tie the whole story together. So uh, Hub Morkord, I think was his name, the original founder of Encon, was uh, importing antique furniture, and then he was importing antique ceiling fans. And then he's like, well, let me bring in some new ceiling fans. He was doing that all while working for the Davis Oil Company. And then when his ceiling fan business started to take off, he uh, resigned from the Davis Oil Company. And the founder of the Davis Oil Company, not the founder of the you know current family representative saw what he was doing and said oh I want to get in on that and then he started uh, Davenport which stands for Davis Import so we'll talk about that a little bit more let's see here um Davenport was founded in 1979 when he financed his son's new business okay we'll talk about Davenport more um when we talk, do the whole catch-all video for Asian manufacturers right now we're going to focus on Encon. um uh, the founders of Encon also started the satellite fan company and sold it to an ex Encon partner in 1981. The rarest of all the Encon and Monte Carlo ceiling fans was the limited edition Bohemia Crystal fan that was designed in collaboration with the Bohemia Crystal Factory of the Czech Republic, where all of the hand cut lead crystals were shipped from Europe to Taiwan and packaged together with a 221-millimeter multi-capacitor motor. We've talked in our videos about how multi-capacitor motors are better than single-capacitor motors. Single-capacitor motors would have coil taps. Um, High-gloss rosewood veneer blades with platinum finish. Um, Even the canopy above the fan is 24% lead crystal. The pull-chain fobs are solid lead crystal. There were only 400 sold. Crompton Greaves' motors were perfectly balanced. If you deal with some cheaper motors, sometimes the motor itself can be out of balance. Um, Encon targeted the mass market, selling over 400 million units annually, entirely sourcing from China by the mid-'90s. Um, let's see, we talked about the Monte Carlo Fan Company. Um, Monte Carlo Fan Company made $30 million in six years. The Monte Carlo styles, styles of the early-'90s were trendsetting. And uh, Minka, Craftmade, Quorum, and Ellington uh, essentially copied them with their castings. So, the Encon Princess ceiling fan was designed specifically by the founders of Encon. It was designed, it was inspired to be a three piece housing like a cast Casablanca, like a Zephyr or a Terra or something else that has an upper housing piece, a bottom housing piece, and a sideband, but in a spinner motor. You know, most spinner motors are either two, are two-piece, two um, like a clamshell that comes together. It was designed to have a three-piece uh, spinner motor. And there's actually a patent for that that uh, belongs to Ncon, if you go and look in Google Patents. Um, it was the very first three-piece spinner motor. Uh, it began shipping from Taiwan in 1982, and then it began shipping from China in 1985, I was not the first bottom-mounted spinner, but it was the first three-piece spinner with the stamped blade holders that mimic the look of die-cast Casablanca-style blade holders. It made the Princess spinner fans look dramatically better in terms of aesthetic design versus all other spinners on the market. We sold it to Sears, and then Emerson knocked off our design. That's very interesting, because we've def- recently seen uh, uh, an Emerson version. However, that one was only two-piece. We called the tiny spinner motor with the three top-mount curved aluminum blades the Princess, and later used the same name for the three-piece spinner with the four bottom-mounted wood blades in both 36- and 42-inch, and later a five-blade 30-inch version. The original 29-inch three-blade fans are extremely rare. They only imported 5,000 pieces of that size in the late 70s and discontinued it in 1981, The original Princess motor was extremely small diameter, maybe 100 millimeter, The tiniest spinner motor ever manufactured. I would love to find one of those. I've been looking for one. I thought I found one. It turned out to be 36 inch. By the time Encon started importing the 36 inch Princess fan, we had the factory eliminate the Crompton Greaves brand metal nameplate on the top of the motor and it only had the Encon plate. The uh, gentleman I spoke to that was one of the founders had said he lived inside the Crompton-Greaves factory uh, from 78 to 81. So that's really interesting. Encom uh, was trying to compete against China, and they greatly reduced the stator and rotor size and the copper windings. Most industrial fans sold in the 90s in the U.S. retailed for a maximum of $59, and the uh, China cost for a three-blade industrial fan was less than $15. Compared to getting it from India, it cost 30 bucks just for the factory cost. Encon remained very loyal to Crompton Greaves for the first seven years they were in business and resisted switching to Taiwan and Hong Kong, mainly because the product defect rates were below 1% from Crompton Greaves, while the other Taiwan and Hong Kong importers were suffering horribly high defective rates in 79 through 82, sometimes exceeding over 10% up all the way up to 20%. Encon sourced entirely from Taiwan and China in the 90s. By that time, the Ncon industrial fans were brought were bought primarily for the national home centers and mass merchant chain stores who demanded extremely low cost. Those 90s Encon industrial fans were manufactured in San, China by the Kong Len Wow Hoi factory at an approximate cost of $13. Compare that to the $30 it cost for a Crompton Greaves fan. One of the coolest industrial fans ever designed by Encon was the Monte Carlo Mach 1, both the motor housing and blade were a one-piece composite ABS plastic injection molding made by the Haisian factory of Taisheng, Taiwan from 95 to 99, and the same Haisian factory that moved to Zongshan, China in 2000. I don't think I've seen that, have I? Uh, Zongshan China is the ceiling fan manufacturing capital of the world. Uh, we will talk about that in a separate video. The infamous Encon royalty ceiling fan, manufactured by Crompton Greaves of Bombay, India, in 1981. Only it was uh, the finest ceiling fan Encon ever imported from Asia by their um, by their standards, at least. Um, they only imported three thousand of them. Burton Burton visited the Encon booth at the National Hardware Show. In 1982 in Chicago. He sat down at the booth and told uh, the founders of ENCON his entire history of his start in the ceiling fan business and then they shared theirs as well. Um, Apparently Burton Burton attended that 1982 Chicago hardware show riding his ornately gold-plated Casablanca train car where he had it pulled up to the back entrance of McCormick Place in Chicago. The Crompton Greaves NCON switch housing contained no switches. It was there for the purposes of adapting any kind of light kit you wanted to the fan. It was disposable and you could remove it and put on a brass light kit. So that's like the fan that I have, with it's got the little light kit still attached to it. I really like those. Um, so the Encon Titan, which I don't know. Apparently the six blade 48 inch original copy they referred to as the Titan. I don't remember is that what mine was called? We're gonna look that up real quick just because I'm curious. Uh, that's not coming up. So um but yeah apparently that's the the that's what they called their six blade original copies. I got one of those kicking around here somewhere. Um. It was produced by uh, the Fanbird factory, which was formerly Firebird. Mr. Robert Yen was the founder. Uh, Robert Yen originally called his factory Firebird because he manufactured wood-burning stoves, but then when he got into the ceiling fan production business, he changed the name from Firebird to Fanbird. Um, What else do we got? The Crusader fan, which is what we have right here, was made by Taiwan by Fanbird. It has a die-cast aluminum outer rotor, cast zinc switch housing, and solid sequin blades. The goal was to create the Crompton Greaves motor that had become too expensive to get from India uh, in lower-cost Taiwan, which obviously didn't work that well because they only sold these for a very short few years. Um, Encon Imperial uh, looks like was also made with a K-55 knockoff from Taiwan. Um... He, it, he says it also may have been made by the High cn factory. So one of those is the same as Contrast, because Contrast is who made that motor. Um, Samsung made the K55 rubber flywheel motor in the second generation of the royalty fans. The first... Oh, I, I've never... Have I seen a second generation royalty? I'm not sure if I had. I'm not sure if I've seen Income with a Samsung motor. Um, let's see. As far as the Korean-made... Um, so that would be the Samsung ones, I guess. The Korean made Samsung uh, or ENCON royalties. The blade holders, decorative motor housing, switch housing, gun rod and canopy were die cast and stamp steel components that were used on the Imperial. And then they had Samsung import those components and the high gloss plywood blades from Taiwan. They only imported the four or five blade royalty from Samsung. So if you have one that has the four or five blade option, that is the Korean version. Uh, they had six-blade versions in 52-inch, 48-inch, and 36-inch versions from Taiwan and China, but none from Korea. Encon owns the patent for the world's first dual-mount fan, where it could either be flesh-mounted or down They had a number of fan companies paying them royalties to use that, including Hunter, who paid them over 1 million to use their flesh-mount design. Uh, it was designed by Encon in combination with Eddie Lin at the Key Smile factory in Taisheng, China. All the Encon's 30 inch six blade fans were made in Taiwan and China with spinner motors. We sold, uh, they sold one million of the Encon 30 uh, inch six blade petite fans from 88 through 95. It was one of their best selling fans with a retail price of $29.99 in the early 90s when they sourced it from the Kong Luenhua Huawei factory in Zogshan, China. All of the Encon Samsung royalty fans were equipped with a three speed full chain. Um, let's see here. There was a th- some, somewhere in the world, there is a 30 page document uh, that was prepared for Westinghouse when they sold Encon. Um, that document contained the history of ceiling fan manufacturers in the Far East with the name of every single factory and all of their customers. So that would be a great document to find. see anything else in here most of encon's taiwan sourced factories which were fanbird fern fan <coughs> Yang, <Zhaoyang>, key <Qi> smile <coughs> commander and airfare some of those i've never even heard of were good quality fans so he also agrees with the uh, former executives from moss that taiwan made better fans than china Let's see, anything else in here? Got one more page of Encon notes. So here's a list of all the things that Encon innovated over their 30 years in business. They were the first company to import a 40 foot container of ceiling fans in 1976. They were the first American importer to offer a light kit adaptable ceiling fan, because you remember a lot of them were just industrials that were being imported, in 77. They were the first ever ceiling fan company to unipack a ceiling fan and light kit together in the same carton in 79. They had the first three-piece spinner motor. We talked about that, 81. They had the first uh, four or five-blade combination mount motor uh, in 82. Two. Now, keep in mind that's not the same thing as a flywheel. Talking about a motor that has two sets of holes. Although that might have been, that was right around the same time that Casablanca switched from five blade only to uh, four or five. So Encon still might have been the first to do four or five in the same fan. Period. They had the first combination mount downrod and flush canopy in eighty three. First American based ceiling fan company to export to Europe. Because you, you keep in mind you see Encon ceiling fans in Europe, so they were. Importing them into the U.S. and then exporting them to Europe. That was in 86. The first and only American ceiling fan company to have sales offices in both the U.K., Germany, U.S. And they were the first and only company to import ceiling fans from Korea. Unfortunately, our low price point home center and discount store customers like Target, Menards, etc. demanded that we source our fans from our early main supplier in China, which was Konglu and They had some motor issues with 60 cycle hum. We were the first to develop that contemporary shaped motor hugger housing in the 80s. Like the contemporary huggers that have no vents. Um, I'm trying to think of some, you know, uh, every company had one. Obviously, Westinghouse had them. Casablanca had them. Um, Fasco had them I think Emerson even had them it Just you know, like a, a smooth housing with no vents Encon uh, was the first company To do that according to these notes uh, What else do we got here Encon um, Apollo I don't remember the Encon Apollo uh, It says it has a smooth Two step canopy perfectly matching The two step switch housing and a two step motor housing too bad it had a Kongluen motor with a sixty-cycle hung. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Incon Apollo fan. Because I don't. Oh, I remember those. Those are kind of like a contemporary. I don't know what they were even copying, if anything. Um. So, uh, what else we got here? Incon Apollo. Okay, I got uh, a couple other cool notes here. So. Here, are, here is a list of former NCon employees that went on to start their own fan companies. Satellite Fan Company was founded by a former NCon employee named Cliff Riddell. Heritage Fan Company was founded by a former NCon employee named Cliff Riddell. Same guy, Satellite Heritage. It says here Southern, but I don't have any further information. Let me see if I can find that elsewhere, because I have these notes listed elsewhere. Let's just see if I can find it. No, but I'm gonna, whatever this thing is, I'm gonna read this too. This is very interesting as well. Dang, I got lots of cool stuff on on this. Um, I'm gonna try one more time. Okay, we'll come back to that because I can't. um, Oh, is this it? Okay. My apologies for the slight delay here. I'm trying to find the documents. Okay, we'll come back to that. Um, I don't have I don't have that that, that in front of me. Ritz, the Ritz ceiling fan company, was founded by a um former Encon employee named Abe Frischman. We might be able to use his name to find out some more information about Ritz, which I'm definitely curious about. CraftMade was founded by a former NCON employee named Jim Ridings. Litex uh, was founded by a former NCON employee named Robert Liu. Uh, Hu Cheng, uh, I don't know what company that was, but that was founded by a former NCON VP of sales, apparently, And all trade, uh, was apparently a fan company that I've never heard of. Maybe probably an importer that was founded by William Chu. So the ornate few other notes on this page: the ornate accessory was called the Calcutta, and it was a brass table lamp base that was being manufactured out of New York. And they would just buy those table lamp bases from the New York company and add them to the fans. Um, it says here Burton. Burton was so impressed by the quality of the Thai teak blades uh, that he started um, importing from them as well. We talked about that earlier. So. I thought I was done, and I found these other interesting end notes here. Let's see. I'm just going to read this. I'm not... Okay, so... Company founder. Growing up in small central Texas town of Bynum, H.W. Moorecourt's entrepreneurial training started early in his father's country general store. Markhart was involved in all aspects of the family business, learning the value of hard work and the basics of running a company from his father. In 1954, Moorcourt moved to Fort Worth to join mid-century Continent Supply at the time the world's largest independently owned oil field supply. Hired as a small mail clerk, Moorcourt's energy and industry soon caught the attention of the company's sales executives. Plucked from the mailroom for an entry-level sales position, Moorcourt finally advanced through regional, national, and international sales management to reach the company's top sales post in 1968. In 1972, while still at Midcontinent, Moorcourt finally took advantage of his international contacts, negotiating skills, and sales experience to open an antique importing business called Antique Village, in his- Hillsboro, Texas. Shipping containers of furniture from England for sale to a local network of antique dealers, Antique Village rapidly grew to become one of the state's largest antique firms. In 1974, Morcourt left Mid-Continent after 21 years of service to pursue his new business operations. By 1975, with Antique Village still growing, Morcourt founded East-West Trading Company specializing in sourcing of tubular goods. That's ironic. Um and related oil field equipment manufactured in the Far East. Using the manufacturing contacts established through East-West Trading Company and other ventures, Moorcourt started a third business importing ceiling fans for sale in the southern United States. At first, inspired by antique dealers who were interested in a source for antique ceiling fans, Moorcourt soon found that a new energy-efficient ceiling fan designed to look like a classic model could provide more value. Focusing on a modest selection of low-cost, energy-efficient fans in basic traditional styles, Moorchord strategically lost end industries. In the midst of a national energy crisis, uh, he found an immediate nationwide mass market for uh, for the product. The new company expanded quickly to keep pace with consumer demand for affordable ceiling fans, and by 1980, Moorchord had sold both of his other companies in order to focus on the thriving new ceiling fan business. Seventeen years later, Morcord and his family maintain ownership and control of the company, which now distributes uh, almost 20 million models. models, Internet 20. Okay, I'm sorry. This text is really small. Let me make it bigger. Um, Morcord and his family maintain ownership and control of the company, which now distributes almost 200 models internationally, operates seven offices throughout the world, and recorded over $62 million in sales in 1993. Continuing his father's tradition, Moorcourt brought his sons into the business in 1982, and Encon Industries today retains a strong sense of the family values values and entrepreneurial spirit personified by its founders. Professional affiliations include Board of Directors, American Fan Association, 81-82. to 82. What do we got here? n Industries started in 77, so we heard 75 before, so that may be like an incorporation date, possibly. As the first company to import ceiling fans, and we know they, Im- they imported a whole container in 76, so that date's wrong. Um, as the first company to import ceiling fans into the United States, marketing a selection of products, lighting showrooms, antique dealers, and specialty retailers. The first units were distributed out of the backroom and more courts antiques business and consisted of a basic no-frills designs manufactured in India. Part time labor was utilized to assemble and package the product, keeping costs to a minimum. As a result, Encon was able to provide American distributors with the first ever affordable line of energy efficient ceiling fans, offering a tremendous price advantage over other products available in the marketplace. In addition to its competitive pricing and advantage, Encon employed a bold, strategically timed marketing approach, positioning the ceiling fan as an energy saving device. By the way, I can't believe it's taken me this long to get to there. NCON stands for energy conservation. Um, uh, Energy-saving device in the midst of the country's late 70s energy crisis. With an advertising campaign. I wish this text was bigger. Uh, this is not like a text file. This is an image. This is like a JPEG, and it's blurry. Um with an advertising campaign new packaging designs and point of purchase displays promoting and energy saving features of the ceiling fan Encon found an immediate nationwide market for its product sales exploded and the company began to expand all aspects of the business to keep pace with consumer demand to provide the financial foundation for Encon, marquardt pledged virtually all of his personal assets in the form of cash and personal guarantees fast retail sell-through of products and quick inventory turns combined with marquardt's commitment of earnings to build equity in the company, allowed Encon to grow at a rapid pace uh, with a limited financing structure. To broaden the uh, uh, product selection, Ncon shifted its sourcing from the limited manufacturing facilities in India uh, to better quality engineering and design capabilities in Taiwan. Now, we know that cost was the primary driving factor behind that, but Uh, There's also the advantage that um, in India, they weren't making any brass, they weren't making any wood. Whereas if you went to Taiwan, you could get a lot of that stuff in-house. I'm going to look for one other thing real quick while I keep reading that. Where is it? Here we go. Um, In 1980, the company launched a new premium selection of decorative ceiling fan designs manufactured in Taiwan... And interestingly, they were still also importing from India from Crompton Greaves until eighty-two, so there was some overlap, which is something that I didn't know. Uh, this new competitively priced selection featured an industry first: a decorative light fixture unipacked with the ceiling fan. Well, they were doing that. What year? I had that in a different list. Let's go back and see if I can find that. The unipack that started in seventy-nine. The unipack started in seventy-nine, so uh, that wasn't actually first in eighty. In 1980, this company launched a new premium section. blah, 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 unipacked light fixtures, commonly sold as an accessory item, added significant perceived value to the product, and the new fashionable styles broadened Ncon's appeal to include a more sophisticated type of consumer. There's like a bunch of pages of this. We're going we're, we're to keep going, though. The new Taiwan-sourced product line included another first. Each model was individually packed as a complete unit and shipped in its own production carton. With a series of colorful new packaging designs printed in Taiwan, pre-packed at the plants and shipped directly to the retail locations, and kind of eliminated the need for an assembly, operated in the United, assembly operation in the United States and streamlined the operation process significantly while fully controlling the design, manufacturing, quality process. So that's an important factor because you have to remember they were getting the blades from... Taiwan, they were getting the brass parts um from New York and then they were still assembling them in Texas. So you could still argue that the Crompton Greaves fans are made in America, because all you have to do to claim something's made in America is assemble it here. So um and so obviously they would have to be packed differently as well. They have to put them in a different box because you can, now you're selling it to the customer and you've got the blades, the light, etc. Um, so now that they're getting them all from the same place. You got to remember, even like Casablanca and them, and even Moss and them, they weren't packaging at that time. They weren't packaging the blades and the motor together. You were buying them separately. I've got here, like here's a set of Ritz blades from eighty eighty one. Just happens to be near my workbench. You bought the blades separately, which was nice because you could select what you wanted. But um, the downside of that, of course, was you know that was a more difficult for the. For the uh, importer or for the manufacturer, but then also, like you're at the store and um, it's harder to figure out what you want. Nor is you have a box that has everything all in it with one picture, especially if it's got the light. Now you know exactly what you're getting. So, and ship directly. Yeah. In 1985, the company moved to a new level uh, with the introduction of a series of completely original ceiling fan designs. Patents were secured for a number of design and engineering innovations, including the combo mount system. That was the dual mount thing we talked about. That n was the first. Um, A versatile mounting system for downrod style models. As sales volume increased, a Taiwan inspection office was opened to coordinate production and monitor quality control. Product sourcing expanded into mainland China in 86. You got to remember... Moss was the first to open a factory in China in 85, where Encon was among the first American firms to develop ties with government-controlled communist China factories. It's a little, uh, a little political there, but it's not untrue. Like, that's why there wasn't that much manufacturing in China, because the factories were controlled by the government. You had to deal with the government, and so it was easier to deal with Hong Kong and to deal with um, Taiwan and, and so on and so forth. a um, Hong Kong office was added two years later, which was interesting because most of the other importers de- dealt with Hong Kong before China. With the new fan designs, streamlined production methods, and solid manufacturing sources in place, NKON made the decision in 1985 to aggressively pursue the fast-growing mass market of home center chains. Interesting. I didn't know that they weren't a home center supplier before '85. Um... I mean, maybe they were in smaller quantities, but they decided to make that their primary customer in 85, so that's very interesting to me. Um, To aggressively market the fast-growing mass market of uh, home center chains, catalog showrooms, hardware co-ops, and high-volume discount stores, Encon's sales force doubled and key retail accounts were quickly secured. To import the new high-volume accounts, Encon moved to its current location, this is as of whatever this article was written. I think 893, maybe. Uh, in 86, where a, a 100,000 square foot distri- distribution facility provides the critical just-in-time inventory backup that ma- that mer- mass merchants demand. New product lines were introduced and tested during this period before Encon settled on its current production combination of light kits, ceiling fan accessories, gas log sets. I didn't know that, and log accessories these counter-cycling product lines supplement the company's sales in the months surrounding the company's peak ceiling fan season. I get it. So they were selling gas logs and log accessories, Hankel, hell, um, during the non-ceiling fan season. In 1988, the company entered the European market. Now, the other thing said 86. So again, I think the dates in this article might be a little off. Um, finding. Well, let me just double check because I got that other document still up. Yep, first company to import to Europe in eighty six. But in eighty eight, the company entered the European market. It's interesting. This document just seems to be about two years behind the other one. Uh, so I'm wondering maybe the other the, the document that I have that's straight from the Encon people uh, is the actual date that they started, and then because it was common in those days, you start selling a product and then you get all the licensing and patents and copyrights and trademarks and all that. So, and like, you know, you start your company and then you incorporate your company, you start your company and then you get your license or your LLC or whatever. So I'm guessing that like, you know, they started in 75, but they incorporated in 77 and they started importing in 86, but they made it official in 88. That's just my guess. In 88, according to this, 86, according to the other one, they entered the European market, finding immediate success with a number of large home center chains and specialty stores in Germany, England, and France. New models were developed to meet the European electrical standards, each shipped in all-new multilingual packaging, specifically for this market. (coughs) To meet the demand (coughs) for European distribution channels, Encon opened a 6,000 square meter, because they use meters over there, not, uh, not feet, warehouse and office in Staffordshire, England, in 1991. By 1992, ENCON had also expanded into Latin America, Canada, and the Pacific Rim. It's interesting because a lot of other manufacturers were in Canada long before this. In North America, sales continued to climb steadily with the addition of prestigious national retail customers including the Home Depot, Walmart, and Target in 93, according to this. Other documents, I don't remember if it had a date for those, but 93 seems rather late for that. So we'll, we'll assume it's a little earlier because everything else in this document is a little earlier. Encounter Industries' total sales for 93 reached a record 62 million. The company remains privately held by the Moorcourt family and employs more than 100 people with offices located in Fort Worth, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, Hong Kong. Taiwan and Staffordshire, England. Today, as of again, when this article is written, Encon products are sold at over 40 companies worldwide. And, um, is that everything here? God, is there more? Yes, there's more. Okay, this is going to be a very long video. <laughs> Oh, I thought because this is so small. This text is small, so small. One of the things that we didn't talk about, or we br- briefly brushed over it, I think, is that in the late '90s, Encon sold Angelo Brothers, and Angelo Brothers. Uh, I can't remember if they sold to Westinghouse or if Westinghouse already owned them, or if Angelo Brothers is actually the parent company of Westinghouse's lighting line. I don't remember how that relationship works, but Encon became, and Monte Carlo became Seagull Lighting. And Angelo Brothers and then Angelo Brothers and Seagull Lighting became Westinghouse. So NCON kind of is still in existence under the Westinghouse name. I think what it is is the same company that was Angelo Brothers just licenses the Westinghouse name. And it's not actually the same company. I I don't think I have any more notes on that. But let's let's continue with this. God, I don't even know where I found this. Um as the first American company to offer quality ceiling fans at economical prices, that's an opinion, uh, N-Con has not only revolutionized the ceiling fan industry, but has played a significant role in the establishment of this product in the typical American lifestyle. Prior to n entry into the marketplace, a ceiling fan was considered a luxury item. That's true, but I think, I think Moss kind of beat them. Anyhow, um ceiling fans considered luxury item, marketed to a limited audience today and can's impact impact on the popularity variety and availability of ceiling fans can be seen throughout the country. I think one of the things that's really interesting about the, the notes and the series of videos that I have um, is that uh, th- those two companies I found the other document I was looking for let's see if it says anything. And nope, still has no note for southern fans. So that uh, uh, we don't know if there was, in fact, an in-con affiliation there or not. Um, Interesting. Um, Yeah, one of the things I think is really interesting is that um, the two companies that we're going over first are the two companies that really are responsible uh, for the import of ceiling fans into the U.S., the third one being SMC, but I don't have any information about SMC beyond what everybody knows um, like there were a lot of factories that were influential, and there were a lot of labels that were influential. But in terms of companies that uh, designed fans and then dealt with the factories directly to import those fans, uh, the two big ones, you know, were uh, were Encon and Moss. And I mean, when we talk about changing ceiling fans from an American luxury industry or an American utilitarian industry like Blender fans and, you know, their commercial fans, originals and stuff over the years. Um, those were the two companies that really made that impact. Um, and uh, every, pretty, I, I would go so far as to say that pretty much every ceiling fan design uh, imported uh, after 1980 or so owes some credit to Encon and, and Moss. Uh, again, SMC is different because SMC is the factory. Like Moss used a bunch of factories, Nkan used a bunch of factories. SMC is the factory. The boxes, if they didn't say you know the the store's brand, like uh, uh, if they didn't say Global Winds or they didn't say uh, whatever, I can't remember all the different relabels. But the 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 you know uh, the boxes would actually say Shell Manufacturing on them, and that's the name of the company. So they're really kind of an outlier in this business that everybody else goes through all these layers. You know, you don't see Air Cool marketed in the U.S. as Air Cool, even though that's a uh, English name. You don't see um, uh, uh, Firebird Fanbird marketed in the U.S. as even though you know that's, but you see SMC as SMC, and <clears throat> Crompton Greaves, we only know of because of. Um, I guess you occasionally saw unions, but again, that's not how they were marketed. They were marketed through... Anyhow, um, let's get back to this document. So, Encon currently, again, I think this is from early 90s, currently offers the industry's largest selection of high fashion ceiling fan designs and retail price points ranging from $29 to $249. New products keep the and looks keep the selection on the cutting edge of current fashion trends, and the product mix is refocused throughout the year to maintain freshness. That sounds like they're talking about a vegetable crisper. For its retail customers, Encon provides an impressive range of support services, including a toll free customer service phone bank to assist with returns, replacement parts, and technical questions. <laughs> These phone lines are also open to the public, allowing the end user to contact Encon directly for installation assistance or replacement parts. To drive sales at the store level, Encon's in house marketing department produces colorful, Self-selling packaging designs and provides a full range of merchandising materials, product samples, informative displays, all made to order on the -the state-of-the-art Macintosh Graphic Design Network. Wow. Distribution is another strong suit for the company whose slogan, more in store for you, I remember seeing that, translates to ample quantities of all current models delivered in a just-in-time basis for special customer promotions or emergency shortages. Again, the thing with packaging. This is what ceiling fan boxes look like. And then if you even look at an early Casablanca box, and then you look at the Encon box, it's so much, like you see this in a store, you're more likely to gravitate to. So that's a really valid point, even though this is a (sighs) puff piece. Encon's creative sales strategies include co-op advertising allowances, buybacks, and markdown deals on existing customer inventories of competitive products, and a number of other creative arrangements and terms. While many ceiling fan companies are unable to bring these services and terms to the table, NCON administers these programs profitably. Most of the merchandising support and financial allowances are issued as a percentage of the customer's projected sales, and NCON's exposure is limited to a fixed amount in each case. Interesting. So yeah, they're basically. Yeah, I see what they're doing. They're 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 basically they're they're not (laughs) oh they're not. They're not uh, taking on any more of the financial risk that they have to. They're allowing the end user, or so much of the, the, the retailer. Um, Internally, ncon operates more democratically than most companies of its size. At company headquarters, a fast-paced, energetic atmosphere brings out the best staff that thrives under pressure. That doesn't sound like a fun place to work. The international aspect of the company creates its own unique demands, since business is conducted around the clock on four different continents skyrocketing sales and tight deadlines uh, result in new challenges each day to be quickly resolved by spontaneous creative think tanks which often form in hallways and offices managers and employees at all levels have the opportunity to work closely with top management and provide input on key decisions, travel and training in the company's overseas offices are also supported (laughs) Ncon's compensation packages are generous, so was this like a promo for them to work there? I don't know With a 401k matching plan and yearly Christmas bonuses offered to all employees at middle and senior management levels, a bonus tied to year-end company profits provides additional incentive and recognition for peak performance. Offsite management strategy meetings are held twice yearly in resort locations where management input is encouraged. A company-wide summer picnic, golf tournaments, and other employee outings foster close working relationships throughout the year. That still kind of sounds like normal for a big company that's decent to their employees, I would think. H. W. Moorecourt, as the company's chief executive officer, provides consistent direction that encourages long-standing relationships with the employees, suppliers, and customers. Moorecourt's vision, along with the company's exceptional financial strength, affords Encon with growth options that many of its competitors lack, and the company's longevity in this fast-changing, highly competitive marketplace sets Encon apart. I mean, longevity is an interesting point because, on the one hand, they sold the company off in the next five years after this article was written. On the other hand, They're still operating today under the Westinghouse name, so maybe it's true. Encon maintains its leadership role in the ceiling pin industry with innovative fan design and engineering, competitive pricing, merchandising support, a superior product sourcing network, solid financial resources, unparalleled warehouse distribution, Strategic expansion efforts into new export markets that have been successful in extending the company's selling season. This direction, combined with the addition of new product lines for ceiling fan accessories and gas logs, again, the gas logs, are bringing the company to new... How do I get... Where's the end of that document? I guess that cuts off to a new... There's another page, though, it just doesn't have the end of that sentence on it. Future plans. With ongoing rapid growth projected for the next decade, Encon's planning centers on the foundations needed to support this booming business. To effectively manage an international operation in which time literally means money, Encon will require increasingly streamlined procedures and a continued investment in time-saving data processing and communication systems. Handle anticipated volume and more control over the finished product. Ncan plans joint venture manufacturing facilities in Mexico and China. I'd be very curious to know if the Mexico factories ever materialized. Additional sourcing channels are heavily in development in Indonesia. I feel like that did happen. I know there have been some ceiling fans manufactured in Indonesia that were cheap, but, you know. To accommodate increases in personnel, equipment, and warehouse inventory, con plans a new... 250,000 square foot corporate headquarters in Fort Worth to be completed in a year. New product design will continue to be a strong point for Encon. For its primary ceiling fan product line, Encon introduces a selection of new designs each year at the National Hardware Show in Chicago and the Cologne Trade Fair in Cologne, Germany. For the company's secondary line of ceiling fan accessories and gas log accessories, new products are tested throughout the year at regional trade shows. The gas log product line in conjunction with Encon's planned expansion into new export markets should result in increased product sales during the outside months of Encon's peak ceiling fan season in the United States, providing new growth at a time when it can be managed efficiently by the company's existing infrastructure. Expansion markets include Eastern Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, and Korea, with continued growth and increased market share for all projected current markets. Quality control, always important, will remain a key issue. And quality control of ENCON kind of sucked in the 90s. To maintain its industry leadership position in this area, ENCON plans to implement upgraded testing and checking procedures procedures at the factory level, working in partnership with selected manufacturers toward a new ISO 9000 quality levels required by a growing number of major retailers. To fund the massively projected growth, ENCON will continue to use transferable letters of credit from its customers. Is that a common thing to do? Um, these unique forms of LCs enable Encon to utilize its customers' borrowing capacity without monopolizing the company's own credit facility. Again, I'm, I'm not a business major. Is that the norm? That seems very... Okay. In addition, Encon's ownership has committed virtually all of its earnings to build equity in the company. This buildup in the equity has enabled Encon to increase its lines of credit with banks annually, providing additional stability for the company it's interesting to think about when we talk about you know how people poor and middle class people are expected to have a certain number of savings and they're expected to you know you only use a small amount of their credit but if you're have a rich company you're expected to operate at a deficit and do everything on credit um but that's a whole other topic um and again some i mean that's how you expand so you know um ENCON has also negotiated with its lender for the ability to issue letters letters of credit directly from Hong Kong for the company's European customer base. This is performed through an exclusive Hexagon software package provided by the lending institution. European customers enjoy faster response time on orders and overseas financial transactions as a result of this streamlined method. Unparalleled customer service continues to distance ENCON from other ceiling fan importers. In contrast with many companies that experience rapid early growth, Encon gains momentum with every year building financial strength, experience, and stability while retaining a gutsy entrepreneurial spirit that is unmatched in the industry. The company's proven combination of innovative product design, superior product sourcing, creative sales strategies, and customized merchandising provides a formidable challenge for any competitor. God, please tell me this is almost done. Okay, I've got two more pages. Make this text as big as I can without making it blurry, because they really did print this small. Select selection and strength of key management team members. I don't know. We're getting away from the interesting stuff, I think, but I'm determined to finish it. With an average age of 34, that is interesting. Encon's management team is young, aggressive, and motivated for success. The group represents a healthy combination of long-time employees. At 34. Uh, who have been cultivated from entry-level positions mixed with newcomers who have been carefully selected for their experience in a particular aspect of the business. A quick study of the current management team reveals a number of common denominators. All share the ability to perform under pressure, manage tight deadlines, respond quickly to resolve issues, keep pace with frenzied international communications, interact with customers, and obtain results in any type of situation. Hard work is expected and acknowledged acknowledged with bonuses tied to year-end company profits. Managers are encouraged to work closely as a team, solving problems and providing input at all levels. The executive team is headed by Moorecourt's son, Michael, acting as company president. Again, it sounds like a very stressful place to work where you would not have a great work-life balance, but I mean, that's a lot of workplaces. ENCON's well-equipped, well-trained, in-house marketing group recently provided the company with a distinct edge when the Home Depot's private label packaging requirements were distributed to all participating ceiling fan suppliers. In a race to complete new graphic artwork and color firms for printing, Encon was the only supplier to, compete, to complete the technologically complex new designs correctly by the deadline for this customer's critical pre-holiday shipment dates. It's interesting. So basically, Hope Depot came up with their own packaging design for their Hampton Bay products, and they put it out to SMC, Encon, King of Fans, whoever, and said, this is what our packages should look like. And uh, apparently Encon was the only one who got it done in time. When one of Encon's larger customers, a discount department chain store based in the Northeast... I wonder who that is in the Northeast. Walmart is down south. Target, I think, is Midwest, aren't they? Um, Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Placed a direct direct import order for several thousand units. Critical shipment dates were guaranteed to coordinate with the customer's extensive newspaper ad promotions. The factory in China proved unable to ship the order early enough to guarantee on-time delivery... Leaving the customer's ad campaign and planned promotion in jeopardy. Encon's seasoned import department went to work immediately, arranging faster steamship vessels, expediting U.S. customs clearance, and even arranging double team truck drivers to deliver the order on schedule. I mean, that just, I mean, okay, you had to do a bunch of extra stuff to make sure you met the deadline that your factory couldn't meet, because it says that, you know, the, the factory was the one who dropped the ball, apparently. Uh, resourceful, whatever it takes, management decision placed with the company's research and development manager in Hong Kong for a critical presentation with Walmart, where Encon's command of technologies uh, technological specifications landed a one million dollar order on the spot. Encon's exclusive design of the crayon ceiling, crayon ceiling fan designed by Moorecourt's son Michael found an immediate target in the juvenile market, netting over eight million in sales since its introduction in ninety two. Ncon's speedy in-house development and strong sourcing relationships brought the new product to market in under 60 days. Ncon's combo-mount patent, along with a number of other designs and utility patents, have established the company as industry design leader, earning hundreds of thousands of dollars in licensing fees from competitors. Remember, they earned, I think, at least a million from Hunter. New relationships with global banking institutions such as Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation Limited allow Encon to utilize the exclusive electronic banking facilities available at these institutions. Computer links allow the company to conduct virtually all of its banking transactions, from simple account balances to complex letters of credit. One more page. I didn't even know I had this when I started the video. Since 1979, NCON has sponsored a work program in conjunction with AdvoTech of Fort Worth and other Tarrant County mental health agencies providing packaging and assembly projects for agencies especially. Ooh, mentally retarded, we're not supposed to say that anymore, uh, mentally impaired clients. Encon currently employs 20 workers five days a week at the company's Fort Worth warehouse where a specially fitted assembly line and break area has been constructed to facilitate this program. A second program was started in 93 at Encon Satellite Warehouse in Amarillo, Texas, where over 30 workers uh, provide services five days a week. In recognition of the company's efforts to employ the handicap, H.W. Marcourt and Encon Industries have received a number of local awards. I, that can I mean that can be very good or it can be very cringy. Are you taking are you helping them? or are you taking advantage of them? So that was okay, that was a much longer document and video than I anticipated. Um, but'm I don't even know where I got that document from. That didn't come from the people from Encon the way that the uh, uh, the way that the other notes I had did. But wow, it's a lot of information, a lot to take in. This has been a video that's been at least twice as long as I anticipated. I learned a lot today. I hope you learned a lot today, and um, we're gonna do this is a three-part series. The first part was well, okay. So from the workbench is a long series, but then the sub-series is three parts with import factories, Moss, Encon, and then everybody else. So the third video in that series, I'll try to film it soon, and we can kind of close up that particular discussion, and we can move on to other things. I hope you have really enjoyed this. This has been very interesting. Uh, I've learned stuff that I've long forgotten, and so it's been very interesting to me. Um, And I look forward to your comments, questions, and suggestions. Thanks for watching.